Happy February and welcome to episode two of the Raindrop Corner. For everyone out there who took the time to listen to episode one of this podcast and give me feedback and leave reviews on it, I deeply appreciate it. Thank you so much. You guys are the real MVPs. I had the privilege this week of interviewing a nonprofit by the name of Dreams Come True. And it was a wonderful experience. It was inspiring to see and hear what they do for children who have had traumatic experiences that have caused life-altering injuries and children that have terminal illnesses and the fact that they give those children a beacon of hope in those times that are dark. So I sincerely hope you all enjoy this as much as I enjoyed recording it. We're joined with Miss Andrea Saracusa from Dreams Come True. Hi, Andrea. Hi, how are you? I'm doing really well. Thank you so much for having us. We really appreciate it. No problem. Thank you for allowing me to go ahead and interview. I am super excited. Having a little bit of firsthand knowledge to what Dreams Come True does, it was an honor and a pleasure for me to be able to do this interview. Can you tell us a little bit about Dreams Come True? Well, absolutely. Um, A lot of people don't know about us and who we are and what we do, but to a lot of people shock, we've been here for 33 years. So Dreams Come True was founded in 1984. Um, It all started with one boy's dream. So a young man, 17-year-old named George Lee, was um, battling cystic fibrosis, loved golf. We do live in a city that's all about golf. That's true. (laughs) We have all these golf tournaments. Well, he loved golf, everything Mm -hmm. about it. And and his dream was to one day be able to be part of some kind of tournament, some major golf event. And um, he had met our founding family, the McGee family, Mm -hmm. um, Thomas McGee and his wife, Delia. And they said, you know what, how can we make this happen for this young man? You know, they heard his story. They heard what he was going through. What can we do? And so they were actually able to pair him with Fred couples in the TPC Pro-Am. That is awesome. I know. Which, for any child who loved golf at that time, that That's was a big major. That's <laughs> a big deal. And so he was paired with Fred Couples. They played a round of golf. And at the end of the um, play, Fred actually gave him his prize driver. And for any golf enthusiastic, that is major. Yeah. That is a symbol of what a great game and some kind of relationship there. Um, unfortunately, George did lose his battle a year later. And that Sorry to Highest driver was buried by his side. Um, I always tell everybody it's like a happy, sad story. People can see it so many different ways. The child got to do what he loved, and unfortunately, he passed. But when you look at all of it, you see that it made such a difference. This story and embodies who dreams come true is that we take a child out of what they go through every day and put them in a wonderful situation, uh, whether it's a trip, playing in a TPC program, whatever it is, and give them that joy. And then sometimes from that, they have something that symbolizes that moment. And for him, it was that prize driver. And being buried by his side, while we see it as a very sad symbol, it's an amazing thing to hear and probably at that time to see that one little action made such a difference for a child. And that's what we're all about. I mean, 33 years, we have done that over 3,600 times. 3,600 kids right here in our community have had a dream come true like George Lee. And that's just so inspiring because having gone through personal issues with myself and known people to go through those issues, it's hard when you're going through them. And when you're going through them, it's not just you, but it's everybody around you. So to be able to give those individuals a moment where they can get away from the hurt and the pain and 
knowing how hard things are because of an accident or a condition. It's just such a beautiful thing to be able to give someone. Let me ask you, what do you do for Dreams Come True? Well, in pretty simple terms, I do all of our community relations. I work with anybody and everybody who wants to volunteer their time, fundraise to underwrite some of our children's dreams, and I work with a lot of our local media and local groups who help us get the word out about Dreams Come True, what we do. Um, you know, a lot of times in the past, we've been, we're very um, close with our families, so we protect them. We don't want to throw them in limelight. They go through a lot. We have come to see a lot of our families now, they want to tell their story. And the reason being is because they want to encourage families who are going through the same thing, children who are going through the same thing, how they were able to get through it. They want to not, they want to take the story of a dream, the story of uh, their successes, and be able to give that as encouragement to others. And it's just amazing to see that. And so I get the absolute pleasure to connect people in our community with what Dreams Come True does and with some of our families. So when you have a group that goes out and works so hard on an event, and it doesn't matter if it's small or big, any event, you work hard. It's true. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it is start to finish. I want them to be able to see what we get to do, but I want them to be able to see what we get to feel every day. I mean, you come into this home. It's not an office. It's a home to us. And you walk in, the first thing you see are smiles on our children's faces lining our walls. That's amazing. That's how it should be. And that's how it should be. And then you get that sense of, gosh, so many kids have been impacted. And and a picture says a lot, but actually getting to meet our kids and getting to actually see them and hear their stories and see how they're feeling and walk a little bit with them when they're telling those stories that is so impactful and so my job is to bring that to everybody whether through my own words my own um, experiences or just to bring people in so they can create theirs too and you just you you can tell just by hearing you talk that you love what you do and you have so much passion just irradiates out of you know what you say what really kind of connected you to dreams come true what what brought you to this home. I was blessed <laughs> with a wonderful opportunity. I will tell you, um, I, I came to dreams come true because of people who were already here, you know, a position open. I thought, Oh, it's just another job, you know, mm-hmm. a wonderful opportunity for me to work with a nonprofit. I love nonprofits. I've worked with so many. I was born and raised here in Jacksonville and I'll be honest, I did not know about dreams come true. I knew about big international, national wish or dream grinning organizations. I did not know we had this in our backyard. And I actually worked with someone who was related to somebody who worked here. And she started to let me know a little bit about dreams come true because she thought it would be something I would love just to be involved in as a volunteer. And then out of nowhere, after being unemployed for two years because of um, unforeseen circumstances, a door opened and it was the door to dreams come true. The ability to be able to come in here and help build the awareness of what this organization is, the difference it makes. And at first I'm like, great, a job. I have no money. (laughs) I need a job. I've been there. I think everybody has been there. Their first impact is... I just need money. I need to. I need to be able to live, um, and and that was it at first. I was like, I just I want a job, but then I came in for the interview, and it just took 
walking through those doors and sitting down with the staff that was already here and hearing these stories and seeing these kids' pictures, that in that just moment, I wasn't even given the job yet. My mind completely changed. It just felt right. It felt yeah. perfect. It wasn't, I need this job for the money. It was, I need this job because I want to make a difference. I want to tell these stories. I want to get the encouragement from the families. I mean, it has all changed my perspective on life working here. Seeing what our families go through and seeing how brave they are and the difference that one little thing we do whether it's a dream or just a special occasion or just talking to them, how big of a difference it makes. So I want to be able to have that. And I want to be able to live my life knowing that when my life is over, that I've done everything I can to make a difference in our community. And I knew I could do it right here at Dreams Come True. So it, it started out as me and money and it ended as this is a way I can give back to the community I love, to families I don't know, but I know can use our help. So. And that's just so monumental. I um, It's very rare for somebody to walk into any place and it just instantly touch them or affect them in such a way. Right. As you started working here, were there other instances that really kind of drew you into what Dreams Come True was doing? Because when you started, did you start doing what you do now? Or oh, did yeah. You start, you did? <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and probably I will retire here doing the same <laughs> job. I've already told them I don't want job. I want this job. I love it. Um, but to your question, you know, I started working here and, you know, you start your days off and it's like just getting your feet wet and, you know, pushing papers and trying to get your idea of what your involvement's going to be. I think the thing that really got me to just see what my path is here is when I went to my first dream party. So children, before they go on their dream, like so before they go to Disney, Hawaii, or New York, Mm -hmm. we'll bring them here to our home, and we'll actually have what we call a dream party in one of our rooms. We decorate it based on the theme of the dream. So if they're going to go see snow, we'll put fake snow, (laughs) fake blues. We've even had a wrestling ring in the middle of the Now, that sounds awesome. Yeah. I I, I would have loved to see something. Well, imagine it, you know, all all of us coming together, making this ring the best we can, and then we're lifting our child and putting him in there (laughs) with his belt high up in the air because he's so excited he's going to go meet a wrestler. So those parties are always hosted before they leave to go on their dream. And, you know, it just takes one dream party to get you hooked to dreams come true. Because when you walk in there and you see a family that has gone through so much, you've seen a child who's maybe gone through 20 surgeries before they're even a teenager. I couldn't even go through 20 surgeries now at the age I am now through Most my Most people wouldn't be able to do it. And they do it as kids. And you hear those stories and you look over that child and that child is smiling. They're not crying. They're not saying, poor me, they're smiling, they're happy, and they've gone through all that. You look at that child and you look at that family like, how do they do it? How does this child who's 10, 5, how do they do it? How can I make that smile never go away? And you're hooked. You're like, that is your goal for the rest of your life. To make every child who sits in that party, every child you meet, 
smile because you're going to get a drink. That is a wonderful goal. That is a wonderful thing to do. Right. It it is. And, you know, I've had so many people say, gosh, I want your job. (laughs) I I, kind of want your job. Yeah. I'm like, unfortunately, (laughs) we're only eight people and we're not growing any with the people. We're growing in dreams. But the people, and, and I say for, you know, I am blessed to work here. We're all women. Um, so, you know, with women, yes, we are girl power. Girl power. <laughs> we get things done, nothing against the men. Cause we've had some wonderful guys here too, at some points also, but you know, we're a powerful group of women, eight of us who work every day. Nobody here, uh, slacks off. We all work every day, 24, seven, 365 days. And I'm so honored to work with every single one of them. But I think we are all driven by the same thing. We were put into these positions because we can make a difference. And you do. And we do. But you know what it's important to say is that we make a difference here, but we can only make it. So together, I mean, you know, everybody always says there's so much going on in our world today. I mean, so many things. And sometimes you try to find what are the good stories? What are the best things? And, you know, we sometimes say we all feel divided, but together we do so much more. And I think this is a perfect example. You have staff here who plan dreams, who figure these things out. But if you don't have people in the community who are willing to raise money, volunteer their time to show that support, a dream wouldn't be possible. We have to come together. And together... We create wonderful things like we do here, and we create wonderful moments for kids and families who are in the darkest times. I mean, times I could never imagine being in. So it's amazing, but it's all of us, all of us coming together, working together, making a difference so these kids can have memories that are not in doctor's, ho- in doctor's offices and hospitals and needles and all those treatments. Those are distant memories. Their dreams are memories that will guide them through. So, How many dreams would you say that you guys have given to all those awesome kids out there? Oh, wow. Three, well, over 360 dreams we've fulfilled to date. Last year in 2016, we um, fulfilled 181 dreams to be exact. Um, this year, we are probably going to fulfill close to 200 dreams. These two That's years wonderful. will be the most we've ever done. We started just doing maybe one dream a year, five dreams a year as the years were going. When I first started here, it was like 130, maybe 140 to see those numbers. It's unbelievable. And I also think it's a little sad. It's unbelievable because of so many lives we get to touch. And those are great numbers. And that's wonderful. We're not missing any kids. But then it hurts a little bit because that's just how many more kids are sick. And how many more kids are going through this? I can imagine that must be really kind of hard to acclimate yourself to at times. It is. You get um, to, and I don't get to work with the families as much as our dream managers do, but when I do, you really bond with them and you get to know them and you bring them in. We bring everybody in, whether you're a dream family or you're a sponsor. Once you're part of Dreams Come True, unfortunately, you're hooked. You're stuck I mean, forever. We've got you. <laughs> <laughs> We're the family you can't get rid of. And their hardships 
And it's a lot to take in. It is. And I say more for our dream managers than anybody in our office because they are constantly talking with our families. Um, They're constantly sitting down with them, hearing about their hospital visits and unfortunate diagnoses. And sometimes great news when kids are in remission and they're celebrating anniversaries. But it's a lot to take in. And it, it wears you down. But I think what gets us through it is that we continuously see the bright side of it. We see we are the ones who bring the happiness. We're the ones who can give all, all the time. You guys are Santa Claus, but women. Yes, Santa Claus, but women. 360, and we don't take breaks. I know probably Santa's doing his thing, but we take no breaks all the time. And, and, and that's what it's about. And, and we just move forward, and it's all for our kids. Walk me through the process of how you all um, even identify the families. Because right. my first experience with, with Dreams Come True was actually kind of in a very indirect way. Mm-hmm. Um, I was working at a company, and you all brought a dreamer in. And, you know, their dream was to come in and get this cool product that could do something wonderful for them, whether it was an iPad or, you know, a Mac computer. It was just what they wanted. And, you know, I've... I've had the privilege of seeing people light up because they're getting something that they really want. But there was a different type of glint in this child's eye. He was just so happy. And you you could tell he was going through some sort of illness of some sort. But you didn't feel that emanating off of him at all. And that touched me. And I was like, well, I got to know who are these people? What's going on? This is exciting. Right. And it was just so inspiring to hear the background behind what you all do for people. And you do it with a smile and with complete sincerity. Right. It's a process. <laughs> it is. Um, I will have to tell you, um, we are truly blessed by the relationship we have with the local hospitals and clinics. Um, as I said, we couldn't do dreams without the community support. That is above and beyond true. Without the, hosp- the hospitals, clinics, they're amazing doctors, staff, nurses, social workers. Dreams Come True would not exist because those are where our children are referred from. So you've got Wolfson's, Nemours, Brooks, Shands, you got private physicians, all these local doctors um, and clinics and hospitals here. They know that as they receive these children who are battling these life-threatening illnesses or conditions, that they are eligible for a dream. And you know, if they're two and a half to eighteen, they live or are treated here, and they're battling that life-threatening illness or condition, a um, physician can refer them to Dreams Come True, and that's how we get them through the um, referral system. And so we work very closely with our hospitals and clinics. We have a staff member who goes up there every week to meet not just our families, but meet the hospital staff and the clinical staff just to talk about what's going on, who they're seeing, who they're referring to us, and getting a sense of who these families are without just calling them and saying, hey, we're doing so true. <laughs> who are you? We want to know about them to what we can know about them, you know, because with all this, this is all patient and um, family information so we follow all rules we can't talk to a family until they have signed off on it which is understandable it's a sensitive thing yeah so we stick with all those rules and regulations and we work closely with them but so the process starts with that referral we get the referral from whether it's the hospital clinic or a private physician or even now people can go on our website at dreamscometrue.org and on there it says refer
refer a child. So if you are a parent who has a child, maybe they don't go to Wolfson's or Moore's. Maybe they have a private physician here. They're battling a life-threatening illness and they haven't had a dream or wish through anybody else. You can go on there, fill in all the information and give us your physician's information and we'll reach out to that physician. Let them know who we are and see if they want to start the referral process and refer that wow, child. That's awesome. We're trying so hard not to miss any kids. I mean, it can be hard. There's so many different groups who work with sick children now you know it can happen and we're trying to find every angle so it starts with that referral process and then the minute we get that child's information you know all the guidelines HIPAA everything has been approved you know we are allowed to have the information we have a dream manager um, who will get on the phone and actually call the family and let them know who we are this sometimes is the most difficult process or point and the reason being is because sometimes when families hear Dreams Come True is calling you. The first thing they think of, oh no, my child's condition has gotten worse and my doctor hasn't told me yet. Or this is a last uh, last thing in their life that they're going to get to do. And that is not the case. We have children who are referred to us who are about to go in remission, who are doing well. This is the opportunity for us to give a great, memorable time for them and their family. So our staff calls clearly wants to tell them who we are, what we do. This is all about giving you and your child something wonderful to replace all those memories of what they've gone through or what they're going through now with a memory of a family trip or a child being able to go out and just go shopping. And so she'll go over all that information with them, who we are, what we do, and then try almost like planting the seeds. You know, what does your child like? I mean, do they love Disney? Or do they want to go somewhere tropical? Do they love animals? And kind of just planting those ideas of what they may like to go and do as their dream based on what they love. Because I will tell you, we are very big. This is the child's dream. We want to know who that child is, what they love, what they enjoy doing, because we want it to be their dream. Nobody influencing them to meet a certain celebrity or go a certain place because that's what they want. They're basically the artist of the blank Yeah, it is all about that child. And so, you know, our um, dream manager will sit down with them over the phone and just kind of go through all that. And it's really up to them. We do not put a cap on our dream managers that you must do this many dreams a month or this child must go within this time frame or, you know, we have to only do this many dreams within our fiscal year. It's a moving target. You know, once a child's referred, you know, they may be going through treatment and may not want to go on their dream until they're done. And that could be another year or two years. So we work with them throughout that process, keep them thinking of what they may want to do, but then now... We've had established for many years now a program called Special Times. Mm -hmm. And that's where we do things for our kids before and after their dream. So if they're going through treatment and can't go on their dream for two more years, but they've been referred to us, that's great. Get them in our system. So maybe if this child loves country music and there's a country concert coming, we can send them to that's it. Awesome. And we can take it. So there's like a pipeline oh, of yeah. rapport. Yeah, there's things that to. we want to do for them. I mean, you know, Christmas comes around and holidays are very tough for these families. So we'll adopt them out or we'll get them gifts. Um, we have where we'll buy tickets to some of the zoo events and even our zoo will donate tickets to um, different things, spectaculars, all these different events that go on and we'll send our kids out to those or we'll um, schedule like special outings. We have one that'll be coming up where we're going to go to the Freedom Boat Club and we'll take our kids Sounds out like on some fun. boats. I mean, <laughs> that's the whole point. Get them in the system. 
no matter if they're going to go on their dreams soon or down the road, so we can get to know them, so we can get them to understand who we are and help them dream. And then while we're doing that, give them some fun times. You know, it's not just about one dream. It's about what can we do to make an impact on this family so when this child, years and years down the road, they go back and they look at their life, they think, gosh, dreams come true. They sent me on this dream, but boy, they did so much more. And that's what I remember about my childhood, not the hospitals and not what I went through. But that's the first memory I have. Which is ideal. It's what should stick because right. regardless of what you're going through, there's there's little threads of beauty everywhere. Right. It's just time finding that and just finding how to hone in on that and have that memory. And, you know, we'll never be able to take away what they go through and we'll never be able to take away that memory. And for some kids, that memory helps them grow and it helps them encourage other kids. So we don't want to take it away. But what we want to do is we want to give them something that when they look back, they can truly smile on. And, and always remember, I got to have that trip. I got to meet that superstar or I got to just go out on that beach because I never got to be on a beach before. So <laughs> there's just so many different things. And, and our walls here are lined with these kids' pictures and their smiling faces and what their trips have been. But it is a process. And like I said, it can go quick. It can be long. But we are making it enjoyable. By extension, it even seems like you're helping their families too Mm -hmm. because you're making it easier for them to go through. Would you say, how do families normally react when you all start that process of reaching out to them and you've kind of talked to them a little bit? I've heard we've had a couple different reactions. We have families that are like, that I've heard, and these are all from what I've heard, is families who are going, oh my gosh, this is a huge decision for my child to make. It's an exciting one, but this is a big one, and we want to make it right. Um, We've had families who have been very hesitant to take a dream, because one thing about Dreams Come True that a lot of people don't know is that we do not track our families and our dreamers by their financial state and where they live. So um, whether their parents were well off now or before, or during this does not matter to us it's all about that child so some families who feel that they are well off and say well I can take my child shopping or to Disney don't want to take it because they're like we don't want to take away from another child and we have to give them that confidence you're not taking away from another child your child can have his dream his or her dream and so can that child and that child and that child because we continue to work with those in the community. As long as the community continues to support Dreams Come True, we can continue to grant dreams. And no family should ever worry that just because they're well off, it's not fair for them to take it. It's not about whether you have money. Your child has gone through a lot. Your family has gone through a lot. And you may have made it financially through it, but you still need time away from it. And so... It's hesitation from some, excitement from others. Just to be understood. And it, and it yeah. is. It is. I mean, I I can never imagine being in this situation. Never. And I don't want to. And I don't know how I would react. But our whole goal is to get them to understand. But we got we do have families who are so excited. They're like, oh, what can we think of? <laughs> and, you know, they sit down. And they say, well, what do you want to do? And, and, you know, what is your goal? I mean, I had... Um, one family told me recently when they first told their child, okay, well, you can get a, have a dream. What would you like to do? And he loves animals. And he goes, I want to build an ark 
Almost like an oh, wow. bridge. His no, name it is was a no bridge. It's not <laughs> It was actually a bridge. He said, I want to build a bridge for the animals. That is awesome. I'm like, I'm an animal lover. I love it. <laughs> um, so you love animals. So we're getting closer to that. You love animals. And he changes. Kids change. They change their mind Every constantly. Day. Every day. So it's also kind of hard to hone in on one thing. But we really get them to think about it. You know, we don't rush it unless... Unless we get that call that we hate to get where a doctor tells us, you've got to do this dream within a week or two. I'm sorry, the diagnosis is not good. We've got to be able to do this for them and for this family. Other than that, we don't rush it. Um, unless they're you know, at that age range of like 18 or 19, you know, it goes until they're 18. We have exceptions. We work with families, um, but it's really about giving them time to think because they only get one. And with a lot of wish and dream granting organizations, if you've already had a wish or dream with another organization, you cannot have it with the one that you're seeking. I mean, you only get one. We want to make it right, and we want to make it great, and we want to make it big. And for some of our kids, just going shopping, that's big. That's what they want. It is big for them. It's- it is. I mean, they don't get to go and go get shoes like we could probably go out and do today. They don't get to do that. And so, like I've, I've mentioned before, it brings a whole new perspective to life that definitely, if there's one thing I can tell people, don't take anything for granted anymore. You know, when you get to go and you get to go shopping and you get to go out to dinner and you get to go to a movie or you get Christmas gifts, birthday gifts, whether you enjoyed it or not, don't take it for granted because there's so many people, not just our dreamers, but so many people who don't get that. And it truly does bring a perspective, but a great perspective. I imagine it's mildly humbling too, if not majorly humbling. Majorly. (laughs) (laughs) To to be in a situation where you get to see these kids go through all these things and be a part of something wonderful and beautiful. Now, is right now we're sitting in the Jacksonville office. Is this the only office that you all have for dreams come true? Or do you have other offices as well? Nope, this is it. We have one office, um, our home um, of eight employees. We have no other branches. Now, I will tell if people hear this and go search dreams come true, they will <laughs> they will see like dreams come true of Pennsylvania, uh, dreams come true in Louisiana. They'll see ones with similar names, but none of us are attached. Um, we all work separately. We don't, you know, receive funding from anybody else. So everything is raised and distributed right here in the Northeast Florida community. So we work with all um, the Northeast Florida um, counties and then Southeast Georgia. But this is our only office, and um, and and I love that. I love that we have one place. That our families know where to go. One place that our supporters, those who are, are um, you know, wanting more about who we are what we do they can all come here and one place that together we work out of but having one place and being a single entity and not having uh um you know international or national office not having funding coming from the government it makes it tough you know we receive nor do we seek any federal funding at all everything's privately funded it is I always like to say we're as local as you can get and we're as grassroots as you can get. So if the community doesn't support you, dreams don't happen. And you have to get out there. You have to tell people the stories. You have to get them connected because we can be here all day, live long days, planning dreams, talking to families. But if we don't have the funding 
to make those dreams it's happen. It's hard. They won't happen. They won't happen. And that's where the community support is so important to us. And that's where connecting the community to our dreamers is so important. And as these numbers continue to grow, and I hate to say it, they're growing. I mean, I think I've been told one week we've got 20 referrals in one week. That's that's a lot of referrals, that's realistically, when you think of it. That's a lot of sick children. It is. And then when we go from what we thought was going to be a, a, a fiscal year of 150 dreams to almost 181 dreams and now 200 dreams. I mean, there are more, but also families are bigger. <laughs> the traditional four people in a family is no more. I mean, we've got families of nine who go on cruises. We have families of eight who go to Hawaii. I mean, I know everybody who's listening to think Brady of much. this. Well, those are a lot of people that send on a trip. So I, I think that's important to note is that as times change, so many different things change as family sizes, how many we do, the expenses of them. And so as we grow, our support needs to grow. And, and I always tell people, and I'm famous for saying this, you are not supporting dreams come true. You are supporting a child in our community. You may be going through Dreams Come True to do it, but always remember, it's not really an organization. It is a child. It is a family that you are supporting. So I tell people, think of that. Not Dreams Come True. Think of that child. Think of that family. How much of a difference you are making for them. And we're here to help you make that difference. And I think that gives a whole new perspective to people. It really does, because I people tend to be a little bit reluctant or leery when you know you're talking to them about whatever organization it might be or even if you're like in a store trying to convince somebody why they should do this but you're right like you do something that caters to other people it's not like you know they're buying a product because they're not buying a product they're buying happiness they're buying sincerity they're buying empathy they're buying a moment where someone can can rise above their circumstance. Not saying they can't do it in other right. ways, but it's it's that window in a dark room where that person can finally look out and see that hey, there's light out there. Yeah, and you know what? I I don't I don't question doubt people of um, there's that uncertainty when it comes to charities. I mean, many stories people hear about how the people at the charity uses the money wrong and how it goes the wrong way. And it, and it makes it hard because there are, I mean, let's be very honest, there are charities out there who do that. Yeah. And it's sad to hear that. But then there are charities who do not. And I think what really sets us apart too is that the one thing that we're proud to say is that when you donate to Dreams Come True, 100% of your donation, unless you doesn't it otherwise goes strictly into a dream fund by our policies by the way we were set up we can never touch that money other than to send a child on a dream so that money that you've donated does not go to a person's salary it does not go to our office it does not go to a staff retreat none of that it goes to the dream of a child and we have all the proof to show it and we're so open about it not many organizations are set up that way. We are very blessed that the way we were founded, it was we have a dream account, we have this account, that this account here handles the administrative, which is very limited. We try to save dimes and nickels. There's only eight of you as well. Yeah, there's only eight of us, and we're not millionaires. <laughs> Let everybody know, we're eight millionaires. <laughs> But we find ways to save 
even on things that have to be done around here at our home, you know, getting paper donated, getting discounts on office supplies. And, you know, we all, we're not here for the money. But then we have that other account, that dream account, that when people donate to that, that money goes to a dream. You can, I guarantee always, I, when I go out and talk to people, I say, I, will, I never guarantee too many things. I will guarantee you right now in my reputation and my name and who I am that when you put money to dreams come true and we put in that fund, it goes to a child and it does not go anywhere else. And I think that restores confidence in people to hear that there are organizations Absolutely. like that. But it saddens you when you hear about the other stories. And not everybody's in good financial situations where they can donate. Um, times are tough. It's tough for me sometimes. You will have volunteer opportunities. Oh, yeah. And, and that's the thing. We have ways that people can give back without having even to write a check. Volunteer your time at an upcoming event that is raising funds for us. You know, we get involved in a lot of events around here. We have our own that we do. And we tell people, you know, come out, volunteer your time. Just volunteering three hours, four hours, however much you can, you're helping to raise money. You may not be stroking a check, but you're just as much helping to put money into that fund that's helping our kids. And we let our volunteers volunteer for things that they're comfortable with, the time frame. We don't tell people you have to volunteer so many hours a year or mandate what they have to do. It's completely open. Just whenever you can. Whenever you can. We send you a notice. If you can go volunteer at the Gate River Run for us on this day at this Which time. Which is awesome, by the way. It is. <laughs> and they're a wonderful supporter of us. We provide volunteers, and we get a wonderful donation for being part of the event. And so we send that out, and you just choose. Oh, look, I'm available on that Friday to go out there and help hand out packets. I can do this four-hour shift. And you just you just let us know. And, um, and I think sometimes what most of our volunteers love is that we sometimes have them able to come in here and decorate for a dream party or if we get tickets from the arena or some of our donors which i have to say our arena here the smg people are wonderful because when they have extra tickets they think oh dreams come true probably has kids who would love to go to this concert the circus or anything they have going on over there we take some of our volunteers over there and they get to meet our kids so we want to connect them too so there's so many ways that people can get involved and on our website once again at dreamscometrue.org it has how you can get involved from donating to volunteering or you know what I tell people to maybe you don't have time to volunteer and you don't have money to donate so what can you do I will tell you if you are listening to this or you see something about dreams come true you see report if you just tell one person did you know we had a place called dreams come true here in Jackson and what they do for kids you got to go to their website or you got to go to their Facebook that is just as important because the more people who know about us, yes, it does help fundraise. It does help us get more money into that fund so we can never deny a child a dream or have a waiting list. But number two, it really lets people know about these kids and their stories and get that, um, that encouragement that those kids just radiate. And it gets them to be able to be connected and it brings that awareness. And all that, and all you do is just, Talk like we're doing now. You just talk. You don't have to volunteer an hour. You don't even have to write a check. And it won't even take that long to no, get it all out. It doesn't. I do wonder. You said that you will also reach out to some kids and was it South East Georgia? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So 
would you be open to helping kids outside of Jacksonville as well? Well, and I think a lot of people think because we're in Duval County that it's just Jacksonville, Duval County. Um, as long as a child lives or is treated here, so a lot of the kids who are in Southeast Georgia, um, I mean, we have kids that go as high as Waycross. Jacksonville, the facilities we have here are amazing. Yes, Mayo Clinic. Amazing. <laughs> All of them. People come here because of that. So that is a shout out to everybody, all of our doctors and hospital staffs and clinics. People come here because of what we do here. And so if they come here for their treatment, then they're eligible for a dream. And so that's how we're able to reach those kids in Georgia because they're driving here. And and unfortunately, people don't think about it. They think, oh, Georgia's, they can drive back and forth. That's a lot for a family. That is a lot. And it's, it's not a short drive. And if somebody's going through... And health issue that's even more stress on their body yeah so they're uprooted so um you know we truly if they live and are treated here and they live within the main counties of northeast florida for the first coast you know you've got nassau clay baker duval st john's i mean all these major counties but then in georgia you know all those kids are coming down here for their treatment makes them eligible and you know they're still part of our community people when they think of first coast they think of southeast georgia and Northeast Florida. And that's basically what it is. And we have some amazing um, community partners in Southeast Georgia. I mean, Waycross, for example, Lewis and Rollerson's up there. They do a golf tournament and they sponsor um, one to two children's dreams every year. They host the party, they welcome them. So it's great to see that. Now, will we ever go beyond those borders? Who knows? I think though, for us, we really want to stay focused here. Our community needs us here, and that's what we're going to do. But at the same time, we want to also grow and make sure we're not missing anybody. So, you know, the futures futures are always boundless. You just never know what it brings. But I know and I feel pretty confident that no matter what, we will always be here for kids in our community, and, and we will never shut our door out to anybody i always do say though i would love to say i'm out of a job and our doors are shut because there's no sick children not because and of any other reason other than there's no sick children but unfortunately being realistic i don't see that anytime soon so as long as we're here we're going to continue doing but they've got eight superheroes that can help them along the way they do every single woman that (laughs) works here is a superhero to these kids there's no meaningless job in this office we all somehow some way we all connect and we all make a difference on the flip side of that though i'd I'd have to imagine that it's probably a little difficult sometimes because it's just eight of you what are some of the biggest obstacles that you feel that you all have had to kind of overcome and that you're maybe still overcoming um i would say really it's it's the it's two and it's usually the two are the ba- these two are the basic of any nonprofit but um, it's the most for us it's the fundraising part of it and the awareness part of it um, being that we can't be everywhere I mean if you look at a staff has 20 30 people well they can schedule three things in one day <laughs> that's much <laughs> much harder I have not perfected cloning yet um, you gotta if, get on that yeah I know if I do we're gonna we're gonna be great <laughs> because I can clone everybody but we're not there um and I don't think we ever will be but um 
it's really having that ability. We don't want to say no to anything. We don't want to say no. We can't come out and share dreams come true because we don't have enough staff members. I mean, you know, we're all kind of here or there. And we don't want to say we can't do this dream right now because we've got 20 other dreams going on. So it gets difficult. I mean, I'll be honest. We have staff members um, who work into the evenings, into the nights. We take away time from our families because we have a responsibility of what we need to do. Um, but it can be hard with a staff of only eight, getting the word out and getting it out efficiently and to enough people. Um, you know, every nonprofit will tell you they're the small little secret. <laughs> no one knows about them. They're the whole hidden gem is what they would say. Um, I feel that's true for us. It's hard. It's, you know, we knock on every door we can that's not literally. We don't go and knock on any. Figuratively. That's figuratively. <laughs> Let's put in there too. If anybody comes to your door and knocks on your door. Don't answer it. Don't answer it. And if they call you and say, we're soliciting you, don't believe it because we don't do any of that. Um, you come to us basically or you see us at an event. But it's hard with eight people. It's hard to get everybody and to um, be able to get them in an efficient time frame. And because it takes time to get people to understand who we are and get them to want to move into that process of donating and volunteering. It's just some people, boom, just like that. I'm on board. Sign me up. Some people's like, okay, let's talk a little bit. Let's see how we can fit in. And for us to try to do that was just... You know, eight, and actually it's just three when you think about three people only doing dreams. So these three people are the only ones who are talking to the family, scheduling the dreams, getting that piece done. Charlie's Angels. Yeah, Charlie's Angels. (laughs) Then you've got um, three development managers who are trying to get out there, get the word out, raise the funds. And then you've got our other staff, our two staff members who are like our support staff that without them, we would all fall apart. (laughs) I mean, we have people, you have to have someone here who takes care of your home and runs everything and makes sure that we have offices and then we have the equipment we need. That's just as important as a person who's going out to get the money. So we all play a key role in our own areas and together. But when you separate us out into our little areas, you also have to look. So like I'm the one person who does all of our media, all of our marketing, all of our community relations. That's me. So you're a busy bee, basically. I'm busy. <laughs> Those people who work with our families, they're busy. And so you, you run into so many obstacles. And right now it can be the funding and the awareness, and next time it could be something else. It, they change often, but our goal is you run through that wall. You keep hitting and hitting and hitting. After a while, it will fall, and you just run through it. And you have defeats. You don't win all the time. Let's, you know, life isn't perfect. No one's perfect. And you may not get that check or you may not get that interview to help tell who we are. You move on to the next thing. And I think we have all learned that. But it's tough. It can be tough. But it's so rewarding in the end. What's, what's, what vision do you have for dreams come true going forward? Um, I think really where I would love to see us is that when I go and talk to someone and say, do you know who dreams come true? Or they ask me, where do you work? And I'm like, dreams come true. And they're like, oh my gosh, I know who you are. I love you guys. I mean, they may not agree with what we do. People have their opinion, have their rights. But I want people to be able to say, we have this in our community. 
And I don't want them to compare us to anybody anymore. We, in the time I've worked here and before my time, we always get compared to larger national wish granting organizations. I want us to be separate from them, and and you good, should be, and in, in a good way because they don't do that here. We do that here. I mean, you can hear the commercials, you can see the stories, and you can try to find the connection, but. We're the ones who have the partnership with the hospitals. We're the ones who have these 300 to 350 kids in our system right now and probably 20 more coming tomorrow that we're working with. And I want for Dreams Come True, the future, the vision being that when people think of a child who's going through a life-threatening illness, hey, I wonder if they're working with Dreams Come True. I wonder if they're going to get that dream. Or, oh, I know this child who has this. i got to get them connected with Dreams Come True. And I, I do have a vision one day. It's probably going to be a very far day, and I may be retired by then. <laughs> <laughs> or I may not be. <laughs> I've always said to myself, I actually do have a vision that every single one of us are going out that door, shutting that door, locking it for the last time, putting up that we're closed because no child is sick. I would welcome that vision. That's a wonderful vision to have. Yeah, and it, 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 it's a tough one. It, it, is it realistic? Absolutely. Our medical community is amazing. I think they can come. I think they're moving ahead, but as they move ahead, new diagnoses come that you're like, where did this come from? And so it's all an evolving door. I mean, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a nurse. I know nothing medical. I'm learning a lot. <laughs> but I would say, and even if I'm not here to see that day, I truly have that vision in my head. And I would love to be able to say, I have no job. I need to go find a job because there's not one sick kid in this community who needs us. But it won't happen tomorrow. It may not happen in the next several years. But one day, but it's a, one day, it's it a will. great vision to strive for. Yeah, I mean, in a way, like being able to give them this dream. Granted, like a, a dream, like you said earlier, right. can't necessarily take away from all the things going on within. Yeah. But at the same token, it might give them more will to carry on a little bit further, if possible, yeah. if their body will allow them. Earlier, you were saying that when you talk to people about dreams come true, that oftentimes they compare you. To other organizations out there and I just think it's really it's not surprising that they would but at the same time it's it's interesting that people do that because having moved around the U.S. in kind of a limited way I know that there are a lot of places in the U.S. that don't have places like dreams come true and even though there are much larger organizations in California or New York or other places around the world it's not necessarily as easy for people to be accessible to those organizations so it's it's so great what you do and was it an initial intent to kind of keep the heart of it within the community oh absolutely i mean i from the moment we opened our doors from that very first dream it has been all about our community you know they saw that and i think at the time um, when dreams come true was formed it was a, a couple years within a whole bunch of different dream and wish granting organizations were popping up because it started seeing there was a need there so most of us if you do research you will see most of us are within maybe 
two to four years of each other because it was just it was like wildfire it was just popping people needed it and and you would have these national um, wish or dream grading organizations that would pop up and then people sit in their community we want something here we want something that we can connect with and that will stay here and everything stays here and I think that's what happened here in Jacksonville um, in northeast Florida is that you know this family they saw a need this child has a need. We don't have a way to sh- give that need here, right here, backyard, walk to the building, you know, not having to go miles away to make it happen. And that formed us. And from that start to where we are today, it has always been, we are part of Northeast Florida and Southeast Georgia. We are part of this community they have blessed us to have our ability to have this home, to do this for these kids. We're gonna stay here and give back. We're gonna make a difference for the kids right here in our backyard. And it's amazing. People say Jacksonville's big. I mean, we are area-wise. I mean, what they say, the biggest area, I mean, there's all these statistics. And I always like to say, yes, I know we're big in that matter because I drive everywhere and it just wrecks my car. <laughs> But I, I think we're small in a way that is very... Um, we are very, small. Like, deceivingly crazy. small, actually. Deceiving. Because, you know what? I will go, and I'll just wear a Dreams Come True shirt. Or even, um, gosh, the other day someone had told me, I think it was my mother, had said that she went to an appointment, and one of her doctors, I think it was an eye doctor, and, you know, he starts talking to her about, oh, what do your kids do? Who are your, you know, just a chit-chat, as we always do. And she said, oh, she works at Dreams Come True. And he goes... I know dreams come true because I used to be on a civic group and we used to give back to them. And I've heard more of those recently than I did when I first started that people are starting to recognize who we are and starting to make that connection. And I'm starting to find out people, there's a person I worked with who, um, you know, for many years I worked with her, I got to know her and her child had a dream recently. I mean, it's amazing to see how small we truly are, that you may not know right now as you're listening to this, if you're in your home, that your neighbor to your right or left or across the street from you may have a child that you may not have never known about had a life-threatening illness and got a dream from dreams come true, or that may be on our list to get a dream. So it's very interesting to see how we all truly, no matter what area of town we're from, what family we were born to, what race, what gender, we are all connected. And we may not be connected blood, but we're connected some way into a wonderful community that I am just so proud to be part of and so honored to know we have an organization like this that is making a difference for our kids. And just, you you all touch so many people. How, how has dreams come true touched you as a person like kind of looking back on who you were when yeah. you first started here compared to now what has it given you personally well first of all it's given me some memories that I will never lose <laughs> <laughs> if you go to my office I have um I've cleaned it up recently because I ran out of room I have pictures I have you know stuff from events it's given me some great memories but as a person, I think it has really, it has made me grow up much faster than I would ever imagine. And when I say grow up, I mean, it makes me feel like I've already gone through a whole life. And, and, and people may not, they're like, what do you mean by that? Because I see it. I see 
that people, what they're going through and these illnesses, I've seen them go off to school, college. I've seen their families grow and I feel like I'm growing with them, that I'm going through this process with them. And I feel like I've taken in so many stories, so many families' lives that I've already lived a full life myself. And, and I think I've, I've come to that point to see that, but then I think what I've also come to a point of is that I can give so much. I think when I, before I even started here, I never thought of what can I give back? You know, what can I do? How can I make an impact? I was thought, I don't know if I'm ever going to make an impact. I'm not a doctor. I can't save lives. I'd say that you definitely are. Yeah. Well, now that's the thing is like, I never saw how I could ever give back to the community I grew up in. I just thought I'm going to be that person. I'm going to work a nine to five job. I'm going to make a living. I'm going to support my family. And that's it. Now, though, I see that I can actually make a difference and I can actually give back. Like I said, I don't work directly with their families. I don't schedule the dreams. But what I get to do every day, encourage people to make a difference and give back, is allowing us to do that. And so I'm indirectly really making a difference. And, you know, whatever my future holds, who knows? But I hope when that day comes, I can look back and say, gosh, I really did make a difference. And I encourage a whole bunch of people in our community to make a difference. I don't want to be known for me being the only one, but me being the one who encourage others to give back. Because it is not about any of us other than it's about what we can do together for those kids. And that's what's really Exactly. Because, I mean, they're part of the, the civilization that we live in. And, I mean, eventually those kids will create more children right so i mean it's just it's so important to create a community that's grouped together and i mean even if you are concentrated in the heart of jacksonville what you do in the hope that you bring extends to every corner of the globe right. because there there are sick children everywhere in word of mouth you never know where you'll be taken to in time well and we have children who are in third world countries other countries they come here to receive a treatment. I mean, once again, how amazing yeah, they are, our medical community yeah, is. Yeah, they're no joke. And <laughs> so they come here to receive their treatment. And so they're here. They're uprooted from their, their community. And they're here for a period of time. They're part of our community now. And so it's great to see that while we may not be up in um, the Northeast or the West actually doing dreams there, our families, sometimes they're moving around. And, you know, they live here for a short period of time and their life has to take them somewhere else. But with them goes those memories that dreams come true made. And it's it's not so much about spreading. I mean, it is about spreading dreams come true, who we are and what we do. But I look at it a deeper thing. It is about spreading the joy. It's about spreading the hope. And if that family takes the joy and hope we gave them to another city, it will encourage people there to give back. It will encourage people to give that hope and joy to people in their community. So I think sometimes outside of Dreams Come True, we send a message with our families to where they go that they talk about, gosh, what my child got to do because of this organization, but what it brought us. And I hope that sparks someone to think, gosh, we need to do that here. Or even we do do that here. How can we go a step further? How can we make it better? We always, I think, I had always been told when our founders founded Dreams Come True, one of his goals was, I want nonprofits to mimic what we do. 
what we, the difference we make in the way we handle the funds that are given to us. We want people, we want other organizations to follow in our footsteps. We want to be that, that organization that people are striving to be and that organization that does beyond its borders, beyond its walls, and encourages other people to give. And the conduit for growth, basically. Right. I mean, in a world where we just don't know what tomorrow is going to be like and there's so much, and people may say there's so much division, there's so much uncertainties, for once... Let's all come together and make that hope and joy possible for children, for adults, for anybody who For all kinds of people. Everybody, no matter who you are. Even if you don't have an illness, sometimes you have other battles. And if just hearing a story like you hear of our kids brings you hope and joy... Then it's all worth it. It's all worth it. It really is. It's It's a bigger world out there. And if we can make a difference in it by just impacting what we do here locally, I'm proud to say to be part of this amazing adventure. You guys are the noblest people. Uh, you, What you do is just, it's so inspiring. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that just by allowing people to hear the kinds of things that you do and what what it really means like you said a lot of people have misconceptions about some nonprofits. Right. so allowing them to hear that and know there's somebody out there that cares yeah. I, they might not have met you yet they might not necessarily know your situation yet but they care and if they can they want to try to help is such a big thing it is it i mean people didn't know i mean I, I was driving in this morning and I actually heard something on the radio about how people feel lonely and have no connection. And, you know, there's a lot of people out there who don't have and don't think other people care and don't know where to really connect. And, and I think we can just do that across the board. And it, and the thing is, it just takes one simple act of kindness. You know, when people go into, into any restaurant or drive through and I won't name any particular ones because, you know, I don't know. <laughs> You know, they didn't pay me, not just kidding. <laughs> but, you know, you go through and you say, hey, I'll get that for the person behind me. And it just starts that chain reaction. You know how you hear that? And I think one act of kindness, one little thing that anybody can do, it just, it's a revolving door. It, it is. encourages other people. And when we can sit and we can give this little girl a dog because all she wanted was a dog for her dream. Aww. Or we can build a playground in someone's backyard because all their child wanted was a playground. A playground. I mean, <laughs> how simple is that? And it makes such a difference for them. But it's that one act of kindness. So one thing that people do come together and it makes a difference and it just grows from that and um, I have so much hope for us and everybody that we can all understand that our actions really do make a difference and let's be great people and you know do great things and that's what we do here and we're we are very humble on what we do and we I will tell you any of us will be like please don't show a camera on us (laughs) please don't (laughs) You know, please don't say about us. Let's focus on them Um, because it is about them. We were just, we were given a wonderful blessing and opportunity to work here. And we, none of us take it for granted. We don't. But it's a great thing to be able to see how it makes a difference for the people hearing this, the people who are impacted by what we do, that we hope what we do on a daily basis 
encourages you to give back, encourages you to make a difference, but also encourages you to, like I said before, don't take things for granted. Please don't. Enjoy every moment you get because these kids, for them, that moment may not be there, but for a lot of them, it is. And that's that's such a real philosophy because in the world we live in, we never know what's going to happen, but we do know what's happening today in the world that we live right. in, in this very second moment, and we can make it a better place by choosing to do something great, yeah. regardless of what it is. Um, I ask every single person that I meet, well, that is an exaggeration. I ask <laughs> most people this question when I sit down and have conversations with them, and it's, what would you say to your future self? Oh, wow. You should have prepped me on that question. Everybody <laughs> says that. <laughs> and everybody, every single person says that. And that's why I ask it, because it's, it's that question that nobody's expecting. What would I say... So if my, if me, like 20 or 30 years from now, was sitting across the table from me right now, what would I say to myself? What would you say to yourself? Mm. Wow. I would probably say, because I know where I'll be, and I'll know how, I, I think I know how I would feel. And I would say to myself, sitting across the table right now, um, you should be so blessed and so happy what you've done. You've made a difference. And don't ever regret anything or any decision you've ever made. That you connected people with amazing children and families. And you've made a difference. That's what I would say. I like that. Yeah. Now, Andrea, tell everybody how they can learn more about Dreams and Dreams. Just to reiterate. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, we're all about happy, great things. (laughs) And we need people who want to share that with us. So the great way that you can get involved, um, first and foremost, go learn more about us. If you want to go to our website, dreamscometrue.org, on there you can hear some of our dreamer stories, you can hear what we're doing for our kids, and there's actually a tab where it says get involved. And right there it breaks down everything you can do from volunteering to writing out donations to fundraising for Dreams Come True, or just once again, word of mouth. And once you've looked at our website, our Maybe you're not tech savvy. Maybe you want nothing to do with the computer. And I promise you, there are still people like that. <laughs> there are plenty of people like that. <laughs> My mom being one. <laughs> she likes the computer, but not that much. Go ahead and call us. Um, our phone number is 904-296-3030. And anybody who picks up, you can talk with them. Or you can ask for me directly, especially if you want to just find different ways you can get involved. And we always welcome the time over the phone in person just to sit down go over with you what we do the difference we make remember these are happy things we do i mean i know it can be a sad topic but we are all about joy and that's what we want people who volunteer their time who fundraise for us we want these to be your happy moments things that you do the fun stuff yeah things that you go back and look at and are just like oh gosh that was so much fun and 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 you're not seeing a child who's sick. You're seeing a child who could use your help and that you've been so blessed to get to know. But um, website, give us a call. We'll talk through it. Kind of see. Twitter and everything. We do. And social media, we are very big on with right now just getting the word out on Facebook. It is very easy. Just look up Dreams Come True Jax, J-A-X. 
Type that in onto your search field. You'll find us. We're Dreams Come True of Jacksonville. Twitter, Instagram we're on. Um, our tag is um, at DCTJAX. So DCTJAX, that's all you got to do. Tag us. Say you heard about us today or just, hey, I want to get involved with them. But um, And all that's on our website too. So if you need to find us. Awesome. And I will go ahead and link all of that just in case anybody wants to Perfect. go ahead and click on it because you're like me and you're lazy and you don't know how to rewind things. <laughs> <laughs> hey, simple is not bad. <laughs> Make it easy. Miss Andrea, it's been an absolute joy talking to you today. Thank you. And I... I can't begin to express how happy and excited I was to be able to sit down with you and learn a little bit of the background behind you doing what you do. Yeah, well, I appreciate the opportunity. Thank you so much for uh, giving us this platform to share who we are and the difference we make and and the joy we bring to our kids. Oh, absolutely. All right, thank you. You're welcome. To find out more about Dreams Come True and how you can volunteer or simply know more about what they do, go to dreamscometrue.org, or you can even find them on Twitter, on Facebook, and on Instagram as well. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen, and I'll see you all next week.